So you hear here where I make one of the biggest mistakes in recording history, and it was streaming live and not getting the permission of the person who was being streamed prior to the interview. And so we cut off in part two where she leaves off saying that she doesn't know what we're going to do with this interview, which is share it with the world. Uh, would have been my answer, but she doesn't want this part out. And I had to give her a call and let her know, number one, that I streamed it live without talking to her about it. And uh, number two, what do we want to do about it? And she thought about it and she said, basically, it's already been posted and people have already seen it. And actually, it wasn't too bad. And I began to explain to her I felt the same way in regards to um, family as well. And so uh, we were able to release to the whole world versus the people who were able to view it and listen to it live on Periscope. So uh, here's part two. But just to just to say that mm-hmm. it was a struggle that he had up until the day he died. But, you know, he, he wanted, he said, Gwen, I want my, all my grandchildren to, to come to the house and I want us to, to, to cook, to barbecue and, and fix food. And, and I want the kids to run around in the yard and play. And I want them to enjoy being here with me. And I want I want to enjoy them. I want to see them. And um, so Kenya called up one year, and she said, "We're coming down there before the boys go visit their dad. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come down." And she came. We had a ball. Mm-hmm. My my younger son came. Bakari came. He and his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they they had stopped and bought water guns. Oh Lord! And they came in the house and unpackaged those guns, <laughs> took the paper off of them, and they took off running around the house chasing those kids with those water guns. Wow! And for two years we had that tradition. <clears throat> the water guns are still here. <laughs> waiting for them to come back. Right. But when they got to the funeral and saw the people in the wheelchairs and people who were, were blind, people who <laughs> um, were whole, I mean, they filled up a, a, a 300, I think that they, the, 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 the mm, chapel could hold three, three to 400 people. Mm. People filled that up and more. Mm. And we only had a few people speaking because I, I just, <laughs> it was so hard because right. I hadn't expected Bill to be gone. I mean, he went in the hospital for a biopsy. And I, I just never thought that he wouldn't be coming home that day. Mm. And uh, anyway, when they heard all of those people, the four people who spoke, all of them told the same story about their dad mm-hmm. and how he helped people and and how he you know how he fought for people and just you know where he never saw a situation that he felt was impossible mm. and that was him and, and I think that you know when people 
take the time to know you. Hmm. They 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 know those things to tell about you that are most important. And I think that even the minister that I asked to speak with someone that Bill had worked with, and he was trying to, to bring um, a program to his church, and he said, Bill said, I heard you were trying to do nothing so at your church, and you were trying to get this program off the ground, and da-da-da. And he said, yeah, but it's not going too well. And he said, <laughs> let's sit down and talk. Let's, let's see what we can do, do mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> and he said from then on, you know, that's what he did. Before he knew it, Bill had mapped out a program for him, and then he had figured out how to make it happen. And he made it happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everybody told the same story. His children, older children, felt like they were overwhelmed because they never really gave themselves the opportunity to get to know him like that. Right. And he he was trying, really trying, to to get them to to know him. Mm-hmm. My my message to them was: a person doesn't remain an intelligent person doesn't remain the same kind of person throughout their whole life. Mm. Mm-hmm. That if you're a singing person and and a God-fearing person, you are going to change. Mm-hmm. And you transition from one phase of life to another. And that was the wonderful thing about Bill, is that he knew how to transcend. He knew how to he knew how to change. He knew how to take mistakes and make them better. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you. I can't tell you the people. I mean, there are people, Bill, Bill's nephew. I mean, he reached out to that child. He, Bill's traveling somewhere, and he called and he said, look, my nephew's coming. Um, he's, he's been in the job corps. Uh, he's coming, and he's a good kid, and I want to help him. And I, I, I know you don't know him, but you know he, he's okay. I, I want you to go pick him up if he comes when he comes in on the bus. And I said, "Well, okay." <laughs> and so we we picked him up, and so Shamal became my third son. <laughs> wow! Wow! And uh, he, yeah, he calls me to this day, checking on me, making sure I'm okay, and. Um, but you know, and he talks about his uncle and, and, and what he did for him over life, you know, which were things that he would, he would do for anybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So I just got two more questions for you. And it's, it's kind of funny because when I tran- I changed my life, um, it was at a point where I thought if I were to leave today, who would be at my funeral? And it would have mm-hmm. been very few. And um, I talked to a bunch of people. And, you know, you get in this this rut in life. And I got the same family issues with daughters and step um, stepdaughters and things of that nature. So I definitely feel um, what it's like. But, you know, the thing, the advice that I got was one from Robert and one from a, a blind lady by the name of uh, Lori. And Lori said, you know, to start helping people. And Robert said, you know, it doesn't matter. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm. 
you mm-hmm. know, and once I started implementing that philosophy, you know, my whole world changed and I could, you know, I can now see people saying, you know, he helped me. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, last two questions and I'll give them both to you. You can uh, answer them. So he's a, he's a visionary. And so he would come home and I would imagine tell you these ideas. And a lot of times there are things that have never, ever happened you know, in, you know, this world, and he would bring them to fruition. And then what would Bill, if he was here today, what would he be telling the people right now? And then we can close out. What would he tell them right now? Yeah, what what would he be telling the the people um. right now? I think that he he would tell them that we need to come together and yes. and put and put. Uh, I think one of the things that's raging around us right now is this political situation, mm-hmm. and that we have people out there who hate just for the sake of hating. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that every person who voted a certain way has those issues and problems. Some people would, they just wanted some kind of change. They didn't want the change they got. (laughs) But I I think that if, if people would talk to each other more, if they would not only talk, if they listened and had real discourses with people, um, I think that, that Bill would think that, you know, things would be better. But until that day comes, we've got to start where you are, doing the work. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it takes a lot of work to, to grow an organization, to put things in place that actually help people to change mindsets. And, you know, we, we've been interviewing people for his... Um, for his position at, at multiple choices. Mm. And, and, and I've been called upon to try to help people understand what it was, what his vision was for the agency and where he wanted to take it. And I mean, he was well on the way mm. when he passed. I, I just think that his, his body just could no longer keep up with that. Right. But work is what we have to do. We have to take responsibility. We have to go out. We have to raise our kids. We have to communicate and talk with them. We have to stop upholding them when they are in the wrong. They have to be taught how to respect people. Mm-hmm. And the best way to teach, teach someone how to respect someone is for you to be respectful. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you can't go to to school and cuss out the teacher and the principal and everybody involved, <laughs> um, and, and expect you're gonna make things better for your child because that will not happen. Right. And understand too that there's so many things that children need; they need to learn that, and at the first seat of learning, which should be your home. Yep. 
And it, 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 it makes people, when they don't have that, people get lost. And sometimes they can't find their way back until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see. I mean, Bill came home every day. He watched. I added up for by about four hours of news. Sunday morning, uh, he was on the Georgia game. He he was <laughs> on to uh, uh, meet the press and every other Sunday morning, every other thing he could do. And I and I'm a depressive. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's one of my struggles. I can't deal with that chatter about bad news right. that length of time. Me too. And so, <laughs> can you hold a second? I can. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are on with Gwendolyn Holly, uh, widow of Bill Holly, and she has just clicked over to answer the call. So clearly it was okay. important. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Where was I? I hate doing that. <laughs> um, let's. So the vision for um, the organization and what Bill wanted for the organization. Are you able to tell the people what that was, just in case, as a candidate that's listening? Which uh, are you talking about? Multiple um, choices. Multiple choices. Mm-hmm. Um, he envisioned a an agency that would be able to to technologically train people mm. to to be able to you know help uh, train them to go out into the workforce mm. or out into their communities and live independently if they were able to do that. Um. He didn't want people to be feel like they they had to jump through hoops for the for the money for the money they may get for disabilities or whatever mm-hmm. because you know yourself that money is never is never enough mm-hmm. 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 for you to live a comfortable life mm-hmm. and so he wanted people to be able I mean uh, he had um, the micro enterprise program mm-hmm. as a part of multiple choices where uh, several several of uh, the people around him, younger people, one man built boxes, and he, and he does very well building boxes and selling them to these companies that need that type of box built. Another woman made uh, jewelry, mm-hmm. and she, and I, as far as I know, she's still uh, selling jewelry, making and selling jewelry. Um, there were women who came into his agency who really hadn't ever had a job before but had some some uh, uh, level of disability. And he really trained them how to purport themselves in a in an office setting. <clears throat> and those, those women, one of them in particular, has gone on and uh, she's finishing up her degree now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know people who looked at that child and said, hmm, she, she, she's not ever going to be able to do that. She, she's disabled. She's going to get this check and, you know, she could have a little job, but not much. Right. But, but he looked at her and he talked to her and he counseled with her and 
you know, and sometimes the truths he had to tell her were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But she listened to him because she knew he cared about her. Mm-hmm. And not cared about her in a way that was inappropriate, mm-hmm. but cared about her like he was caring for a child of his. Right. Their well-being. Their well-being. Mm-hmm. And I I see several of those people out working and, you know, they buy, buy new cars like everybody else. And, <laughs> you know, being responsible, they, they, they're heavy church people and, you know, just on and on and on. But they're there because he offered an opportunity. They took advantage of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that sealed the deal for me because, you know, that's what I am on. And I, I call it social insecurity. <laughs> There's no way you could be the man of your household with $742 a month. <laughs> no, no, you will. Really, you can't. Right, um, right. It's, it's just virtually impossible. But I, I know that, you know, thank God for my job <laughs> because when, the, you know, the last time when, um, President Bush was in office and the economy kind of went belly up. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody was in, in any kind of organization like Multiple Choices. They weren't, there was no money available for them. Mm-hmm. And so Bill had to get very creative right. in, in keeping their agency open mm-hmm. and functioning. And to the point where he sat down and he put the numbers on the table, he told people that if we if we do this, and I think the first thing they did was they, you know, take off a day. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have to get, you know, wouldn't have to get paid for that. He had to, to cut salaries once. But he didn't just cut the salaries of the people who worked for for him. He cut his own salary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he went through whatever... Uh, he whatever he asked of the people who worked there, he asked no less from himself. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And I think, and he did that not because he wanted to be poor than he was, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. not because he wa- not because he wanted <laughs> us to struggle mm-hmm. more than than we were struggling. Mm-hmm. But because it needed to be done, because multiple choices is an important part of this region, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we need to be about helping other people. Hey, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. All right, well, Miss Holly, we definitely, definitely appreciate this small glimpse into the life and time of Bill Holly and you guys. Uh, years and years of being together. Um, yeah. It's um, amazing to be able to get that, that insight to somebody who literally, you know, has changed the world for the better. And, um, yeah. Um, you know, being born in the city, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think that that Bill would have stayed in the city, but he he said he determined early on that that wasn't where he wanted to spend his life. Yeah, and uh, so many of his friends and contemporaries are already gone. Mm-hmm. 
uh, already gone on. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I mean, that he was able to stay here with the disease he had for so long was, was a, it was just a blessing. Mm. It was a blessing. Even even one of the doctors who was seeing him at the last said to him that uh, you've had diabetes since you were 44, 45 years old, and and how old are you now? And he said seventy one. Mm. <laughs> and she said, "That's amazing. You you had to have been doing something right." Right. But I. I I think that God had him here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, once once he understood what the purpose, what his purpose was, he worked here. He worked toward uh, making making the place a better place. That would that uh, it's gonna sound so corny, but he worked <laughs> for making making this world a better place than it was when he entered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's yeah. all about. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Cool. Well, I'm sure you know this is not goodbye forever. We will constantly be in contact. And um, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for um, helping Bill accomplish a lot of the goals that he accomplished. Thank you for still being there today to keep the legacy alive. And if you need anything from me or us, you know, just reach out, send a text, give a call, and we'll make it happen for sure. I certainly will do that. <laughs> you have a great well, thank one. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to him, talk about him, because, you know, that today I feel a little bit closer to him. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Okay. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. You have been listening to Outliers, an official production of the Delivering Access Network. If you have a comment, question, or an idea for a program, email Vashon at excellence at fedoraoutlier.com. And visit fedoraoutlier.com if you'd like to purchase any of the products you hear advertised on the program. And for more great podcasts from the Delivering Access team, visit deliveringaccess.net. Check back again next time for more Outliers. Until then, thanks again for listening, and let's change the world together.